if you're not in alignment that you're not going to manifest but first you need to heal your relationship with yourself and how you see yourself in order to access this thing that's already living inside of you that only needs and desires to be expressed freely through you the universe just wants to express itself freely through you it already lives inside of you so it's all about releasing attachment to these barriers and these blocks that are preventing them from experiencing their essence Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Thomas. I am a corporate yoga and meditation teacher, oracle card reader, and wellness mentor, and your host of the Now with Nat podcast. Here on the show, we are about cultivating consciousness and bringing more awareness about mindfulness and spirituality into everyday life. We provide insights on how you can tap into your own personal power and ignite the transformation from within. The guests taking part of the show have greatly inspired me, touched my life, and assisted me on my journey so far. I hope through sharing their stories, work, and knowledge, you too will uncover your soul's purpose and be guided towards self-realization. Now sit back, relax, and get ready for an awakening experience and a newfound sense of inner awareness. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Now With Nat podcast. And as always, I'm super excited for our guest today. Her name is Francesca Parati, and we actually met in Bali. And when we met in Bali, we realized we had so much in common. We both had these really synchronistic paths. And it's really so refreshing to talk to Francesca really about mindfulness and spirituality in general. So that is why I am just beyond excited for our conversation today. So a little quick introduction. Francesca is an empowerment coach. She's a spiritual guide and psychic. And Francesca helps people from all over the world heal and create a life of freedom, abundance, and purpose. At the core of her work, Francesca guides women and men back to who they truly are, helping them develop strong self-love and confidence to go after their dreams and trust life completely. She's a true citizen of the world, a free-spirited gypsy, who has been traveling around the globe for the last 14 years, going through her own deep healing and spiritual awakening, self-actualization, and consciousness expansion journey. A true alchemist who turned her life completely around after suicidal depression at 21. Now and after a crazy inner and outer life journey, Francesca dedicates her time to supporting others to heal from their past, walk with their fear, develop the courage to change, and create the reality that they desire. So without further ado, Francesca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for that introduction. Beautiful. Absolutely. You are truly a force to be reckoned with. And that is just why I'm beyond excited for our conversation, because all of our conversations in general are just so deep and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we can have discussions As we had mentioned during your introduction, you've been traveling for 14 years, but can you tell the audience and everybody listening where you're originally from? Yeah. So I was born in Ecuador. My mom is from Chile. My dad is Italian, was Italian. And we moved to the U.S. after eight years in Ecuador. And we lived in the U.S. for five years, and then we moved to Chile. So I was basically raised between Ecuador, the U.S., and Chile. And I've been traveling for 14 years through the whole world, basically. So I always say that I'm not from anywhere and everywhere at the Mm -hmm. same time. 
I don't really feel that connection to any place. I feel connection, deep connection to everywhere. If that makes absolutely. And what's so interesting yeah. is that you've you were born in Ecuador. You've lived in the U.S. You know, you lived in Chile, and then you you left. And I had mm-hmm. also lived. Well, I'm from the U.S., but I had also lived in Chile. So when I met yeah. you in Bali. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, because I had just such an amazing experience in Santiago. It definitely propelled me on my spiritual journey. But like you said, it's really not so much about where we're kind of from, but the experiences that we have and the connections we have with each place. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I I was lucky. Well, I I don't believe in luck at the end of the day. We're the sole creators of our lives. But if we I want to call it something. I was lucky for to have the the childhood that I had because I didn't have attachment to that type of identity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have attachments to, you know, I am Colombian, I am, you know, Italian. I am if I ask you who you are, you're going to have so many labels that you're going to talk to me about and at the end of the day that's only attachment to an identity that you aren't. The less attachment that we have to a label the freer mm-hmm. and the more connected we are to our essence. We're free. Mm-hmm. We're not anything and we are everything at the same time. So being able to go to all of these different places, to grow up in different places, to not have to say, I am from Ecuador, I am mm-hmm. from so-and-so, helped me develop in a stronger way in the spiritual realm and in the personal development world as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I have chills when you say that. A few things come to mind. I recently watched this video and this guy was talking about, you know, we're always searching for these labels and these outward things to make us happy. But when do we get to know, you know, me, like who we are inside? Mm-hmm. And I remember he was talking to somebody and the guy responded and he goes, oh, well, I am my name and I am this place. And he's like, no, that's your name. But who are yeah. you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have a body, but like, who are you on the inside? And that's something we yeah. don't always look at. Instead, yeah. I feel, and maybe you agree, is we, I, we as a society as a whole, we start to identify so much with these labels when in fact, mm. by identifying, holding on so tightly, we might miss other experiences or we might miss, because yeah. I have to hold on to this so tightly that I can't see something else. Do you yeah. find that by letting go and as you did with your travels, just like kind of opened up a whole new door for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really the need to find a reason for why I am worthy to exist. That is the attachment to the label. You know, I am this. So it means that I am worth something that I am, you know, and it's really the opposite. The Mm -hmm. less attached you are to any labels, the bigger the worth that you're going to find within yourself. But it's really hard to release because we're so scared of the unknown. We're so scared of the darkness. We're so scared of jumping into the void, not knowing where we're going to land. And this is what holds people back. This is what, you know, creates fear. And they just stay stuck in the same place for their whole lives, not really exploring their true potential and creating this fulfilling life that they could have very easily if they let themselves go into the unknown and just release. Absolutely. And that kind of pivots the way to my next question for you, because 14 years ago, you made that choice to dive Mm -hmm. into the unknown, right? And (laughs) you did it What that 14 years ago. Was it 2008? Around 2008? 2008. Yes. So at that time, I would say working 
remotely wasn't as common as it is now or leaving your hometown to go to a new country. What kind of brought you on to the decision of, you know what, I'm going to leave Santiago and I'm going to start this new journey for myself. Give us a little background about that. Mm. And where did you begin your journey? So I always felt like an outcast everywhere I went because I was this child of, of parents that were moving from one place to the other. I was a Latin girl living in Miami, not really, you know, my mom was Chilean, my dad was Italian. So my cultures were clashing as well with the people that I was surrounded with in Ecuador, then in the US and in Chile. And so I couldn't find myself. I always felt like I was so different. And I I became depressed. As I, as you mentioned, I went through a suicidal depression and I, I hit rock bottom. I, I literally called my mom to say goodbye because I was ready to end my life. That's how how deep into the depression I went. So, you know, pain pushes until vision pulls. And the thing is, like, pain was pushing me deep. My mom helped me through that crisis. She took me to the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist wanted to give me pills. And I said to the psychiatrist, if I'm coming out of this, I'm coming out of it by myself, not with any pills. So I rejected that. And then I decided to quit university because I was miserable there. I decided to quit financial, like uh, cut financial ties with my parents. I didn't want their support because I knew that I needed to need to survive, need to like maintain myself in order to find myself intuitively, because obviously I had no, not a lot of life experience. And I bought a one-way ticket to Australia because I needed, I knew that I needed to come out of my comfort zone to discover who I was. Because the society that I was surrounded with, like by in Chile, was very, there was a lot of pressure. What are you going to do? Who are you going to be? You know, what is your, what is your background? To, and I'll tell you how worthy you are of our attention or of, of, of our love. And so I was, I was suffocating over there. I was suffocating and I knew that I needed to shift completely my reality. And I bought the one-way ticket to Australia. I went to Australia without knowing anybody there, without having any connections, only with a thousand dollars to my name. And I found like a, a fundraising of the in the streets job. And that's how I began to rebuild myself. I began to unlearn who I was supposed to be and who I thought that I was until then. And then um, that creates space inside of you to start to learn who you truly are, you know, detaching yourself from that previous identity, creating space inside of you, and then connecting with who you truly are, which is unlimited. Wow. So it was like you you felt like at the time, you had to just let everything go. You're like, I need to let go of my surroundings, the financial ties, this structure that I'm in, this school system, all the things that we're told we have to do that society mm-hmm. tells us we had to do. And you're like, I'm going to take my path because this intuitively feels right yeah. for me. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Is it going to be an emotional <laughs> journey that's going to push me? Yes, of course. To say the least. <laughs> to say the least, absolutely. But it's always when we put ourselves in those situations and we take that like ginormous leap of faith of jumping without the safety net and trusting that we're going to get you know, caught by the universe because the universe always does provide. It's almost Mm. like when we make those decisions, yes, we're going to be put through those tough times, but we are always rewarded in the sense of going through that growth. And there is always the light that shines through. So if that was in 2008, so you get to Australia 
And it's interesting because I know we'll go more into the spiritual awakening process because I know you had your spiritual awakening after you, after Australia, correct? So it didn't happen to a little later, but it's Mm -hmm. almost like when you got to Australia, you've already had that intuitive knowing. You had that connection with source, the divine God, whatever we want to call it. You've already had that connection. So you started to follow this path even, which led you to your awakening process. Yeah, definitely. And again, like we are all connected. We all have this intuition. The difference between people and people, like some people and others, is that some of us follow it and others say, no, no, that's, that's you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm too scared. I don't, you know, I don't trust it. Uh, well, the mind comes in, ego comes in and says, no, that's not safe. And yeah, I had a very strong intuitive pulling and pull and I just went for it. And the thing is like outside of your comfort zone is where magic exists. As cliche as that sounds, it's real. And then I realized that and I just kept on going. I thought that I was going to go there for one year. And then I realized the freedom that I was discovering for myself and how like more connected to myself I was being. I was surviving and then I was thriving and I was meeting all of these people that had like open minds as well. I was surrounding myself by the community that I wanted to surround myself with and not the community limited by their own experience of life and what society had told them. But I was surrounding myself by a community that, that was open, the, of a community that chose the same path as me to go against the grain, to go outside of their comfort zone. And that was expansive. Yeah, tremendously expansive. And so I just decided to continue going. I mean, from Australia, then I moved to New Zealand the, the, the following year. And then I traveled through Southeast Asia, then, you know, Europe, then South America, then I lived in Canada and, and so on and so forth. And I just kept on building on that. And it's just been exponential since then. That's phenomenal. And I going back to something you had mentioned too, that, you know, we are all, we all have this within us. We are all intuitive beings Mm -hmm. and it's about listening to that intuition. And I even had this conversation with a client today, like we're all psychic, you know, I think you and I have had this talk, which we'll go into more (laughs) of the, the psychic abilities soon, but we're all psychic. We are, we all have an intuition, but it's learning how to listen to that intuition trusting the guidance we're receiving and kind of fine tuning it. Right. It's almost like sometimes it can be like a muscle we have to work. Oh, that's what it means. Okay. Now I'm going to follow it versus letting Mm -hmm. it get drowned out maybe by our thoughts, our mind, the ego. So, okay, cool. So you are like, you're traveling to New Zealand, you're traveling all over across the globe. What led you to the point of your spiritual awakening process? Like, was there something that had happened? Was it this like six month, one year spiritual awakening? Did it happen overnight? Give us a little background about that. The traveling through all of those years, which were 10 years before I had my spiritual awakening was a lot of unlearning, Mm -hmm. unlearning of who I was and releasing all, like peeling off all these layers of the person who I wasn't. And that creates a stronger connection with source, with, you know, your higher self, with your intuition, with your heart. I don't, I don't care whatever you call it. Yeah. And then my dad got sick. And right before my dad got sick, I started trying drugs, which is something that I never thought that I would do. But intuitively, it came to me and I was like, okay, and I tried MDMA. 
And the experience that I had with MDMA, intuitively, I immediately knew that it wasn't a hallucination. It wasn't just like something from the drug, that it was an experience that I was having of my powers. And it was like a shortcut into something. And so I kept myself open to those experiences. And I was like, okay, there's something here. My dad gets sick. He, he's diagnosed with cancer, which is metastasized. And he dies 10 months later. And after he dies, yeah, that was really quick. After he dies, my family had already been in a spiritual path because we've had a couple of tragic deaths in the family. So my family stopped being, you know, Catholics and they started looking for answers in Buddhism, Hinduism and all these things. So I was already a little bit connected to all of that world, the energetic world, like all the psychic world. Although I was, I believed in it, but I wasn't experiencing it. So there was still some doubt in me. And then my dad dies and we do this meditation called POA that is based on the Tibetan culture, if you can call it culture. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a meditation to help the person that died, like reach the light and, and release their attachment to their body, to anything physical in this, in this realm. And you're supposed to do it for 49 days at the same time, at exactly the same time that the person died. And I started doing that. Obviously, it's my dad. I want to help him. So I just started meditating. And then my dad started coming to me. And he started having like really long conversations with me and showing me the most incredible visuals like I've ever seen. Energy coming out out of my heart, connecting to my mom's heart, connecting to my sister's heart. And I started seeing the, the craziest things and, and just, I was like, oh, wow, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, what an incredible imagination that I have. Yeah. Until he started saying things to me that I didn't know about, mm-hmm. that I had to go to my mom and say, is this true? Like, is this true? Did this really happen, et cetera? And my mom would be like, how do you know that? We never told anybody that. And that is when I was like, ah, (laughs) I am not imagining it. I'm actually, this is real. Yeah. And so I started giving myself deeper level of permission to go into, okay, what is this? Mm -hmm. Because I started believing stronger. And after that, stuff started happening to me. Synchronicity invaded my life. There are no coincidences. I realized that because Thanks to my dad. My dad died on the 7th of the 7th of 2017 at the age of 77, close to 7 a.m. Wow. And yeah, and and in one of my meditations, he came to me and said that it was for me to understand that coincidences don't exist. So as soon as I started understanding that, synchronicity invaded my life. And I was called, I like, I met a guy in South Africa and then he told me about a, a seminar and a Tony Robbins seminar in, in you know, um, in London. And I did the seminar and then I was called to go to Bali and I went to Bali. And as soon as I hit Bali's ground, boom, spiritual awakening. I started coming out of my body. I started feeling the energy of the plants, of the animals. I started feeling so much love that I couldn't hold it, Mm -hmm. that I was just driving my scooter through Bali and I was just bawling, bawling because I was feeling such love towards everything and everyone that, I mean, I I, I just needed, I, I don't know, I was coming out of myself like I had never experienced before. That was the journey into my, my deep, 
profound spiritual awakening. Obviously, after that, you you still there are so many awakenings that you go through. But that was like me waking up like in the matrix when when Neo like (laughs) goes through the whole process. Yeah. Wow. I feel like one, I feel like your dad is here with us. Does that sound? I like, I like, I like really feel him. I feel like his energy is here. And I feel as you were telling that story, like my heart center was just like opening up. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, whoa. Like I, I like actually was, was feeling what yeah. you were saying like it's yeah. almost like whew, like I, I I feel that I feel your I feel your your dad is with us his heart center opening up and almost like your father he played that role and I want to because I want to talk to you how we have our soul families before we incarnate do you believe that you know we choose our families and your dad had a role with you maybe to like whew, with your spiritual awakening by him transitioning he opened oh, yeah. up your I'm like getting like massive children oh my god <laughs> by him transitioning <laughs> I know I'm like I like feel everything he awakened you he played that role of your father awakening you to your gifts that you were sharing out with the world and he's acting as like he's still speaking to you like you're almost like working together does that make sense like, yes like, uh, well you to give you advice one of the things that he taught me right before dying or after dying I don't know because I I don't see I now I don't see death I mean he's still with me I still communicate with him so it's kind of like exactly um, like he's here (laughs) yeah exactly I can't remember when he taught me this but he 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 taught me this Mm -hmm. that we are one consciousness Yeah. yeah and so yes of course and one and the other thing that he taught me that he showed me is that he died for a purpose that he tra- like transcended, if you want to call it that way, mm-hmm. because without his death or, or transcendence, I wouldn't be where I am right now. My mom wouldn't have gotten the chance to to stand on her own two feet without a partner to like to her side and and discover herself in that way. My sister in the same way. So there is a purpose. There are contracts that we have with different people. There are contracts that we have. Things don't happen just randomly. Things happen for a reason. And this is why, this is what I teach my clients all of the time. Be thankful. Be thankful for every single experience that you go through because there's a reason behind it. You are so powerful. You're a soul creator, the soul creator of your life. There's a reason why you created that experience in the first place. Are you able to find the opportunity in it? Are you able to find the growth? you know, the expansion that it's offering you. And I say this to people and they like look me with shock, but I say that my, my dad's death has been one of the most wonderful things that have, has ever happened to me. And I am so thankful for it. Not only his death, but that my cousins who died very young as well, because that was my, mm-hmm. the start of my journey. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And going, yeah, like, this whole contracts, like yes, we reincarnate. This isn't our first time having this human experience and we do have soul contracts and a lot of them can be put a label deemed as good or bad, of course, mm-hmm. but it's how do we learn from those experience with our soul contracts? A soul contract can be as simple as of like simple as a friendship. And sometimes that contract lasts a lifetime. Sometimes, sometimes it lasts just for six months. And that could be for a romantic relationship. It can be with a family member. It's our incarnation on earth and things that we essentially had 
signed up for and to play that role. So that's just yeah. super powerful that yeah. you were you have been able to look at that situation in that light, how it's guide you, how it brought you closer to the light. And now you're teaching that to others, right? Yeah. Like to add to that, we were taught from a very young age to see things and to categorize things from like between good and bad, right. between right and wrong. And again, the, the things that I teach my clients is to, to release attachment to that. Because right and wrong and good or bad don't like don't exist. Rumi is the one that said beyond like beyond ideas of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. Yeah. And this is the field we all wanna dwell in. The Absolutely. where when you understand that everything that happens to you in your life just is an experience, there is no positive or negative charge then you start creating in a crazy way. But if you continue to subscribe to the idea of right and wrong and good and bad, you're completely limiting yourself and your experience in this life. For sure. For sure. And I remember too, when we had our conversation in Bali, we were talking about books and you had mentioned, well, Journey of Souls, which is a huge one, but also Conversations with God. And and Conversations with God, it talks a lot about the similar thing, right? Of how Mm -hmm. we have all these labels for our experience. Going deeper now, what I mentioned in your bio is you know, your psychic abilities. You are a psychic. And I would yeah. love to talk more about this because I think the term psychic, you know, at least 20 years ago, people have this different picture in their mind of a psychic. Now we can talk about it a little more freely, but I would love to hear more about how you fine-tune your psychic abilities and how you utilize your, psych- your psychic abilities with working with both yourself and your clients. Yeah, for sure. And as you say, like 20 years ago, it was almost frowned upon or whatever. Immediately, I think of the witches and the witch hunt and (laughs) all those things. Our past lives. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. And why, why is that? It's because not to try to go into conspiracy theories or anything like that, but, but it's a form of control of they, like they or whatever. It's not in anybody's interest, if you will, if you discover how powerful you are. Yeah, it's easier to control you through fear. It's easier to control you through unworthiness and creating all of these like limits and and things so that you do whatever the 1% is wanting you to do. And anyway, I'm not going to go too deep into that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. It keeps me (laughs) fear. If we, mm-hmm. if we discover and unlock our true potential to that highest max, I mean, there's no control over the people because we, we realize how powerful we are. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. This is why I always ask people, my clients, don't, do not watch the news, do not watch, you know, do, like connect yeah. with positive, expansive things and not things that contract you or that, that make you experience fear on a daily basis. But anyway... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like my psychic abilities. Honestly, when I was little, I used to have a lot of premonitions that the things that I would see as images. And then 10 seconds later, exactly that situation happened. But then I, you know, you, you block it. And as I was going through this spiritual awakening, I, st- I started stumbling across people that were into their sp- spiritual journey, like well into it, that would look at me and say to me, You are very psychic. And I was like, Sure. 
Don't worry. I believe that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Until until I decided to explore it. And I um, started exploring it with a spiritual mentor. And as soon as I met him, he was like, whoa, you're very psychic. And he helped me to unlock it. He helped me to trust in what I was seeing because I was looking at it as imagination. Like I didn't really believe it. And as soon as I started doing psychic readings on people and I, I started seeing how accurate they were and how much I could see and how much it, they were helping people, then it was like, wow. And again, with a level of permission, when you start seeing it, you start believing it. Yeah. And you give yourself a deeper level, level of permission to go deeper into that. And I started stumbling across people that were very, very, like, very important in the spiritual field. And they were starting to ask me to do psychic readings on them. Wow. And the psychic readings that I was doing on them were so powerful that they would come to me and say, I've been looking for answers for years. And I, you just gave me exactly what I had been looking for for that long. And then you're like, wow, this is insane. And again, you become even more powerful because a deeper layer of permission. And you're working that muscle, right? You're practicing. (laughs) Working that muscle. Yeah. (laughs) You're practicing, you're tuning inwards and you're learning how to work with it. Because again, it's that muscle. And and it's, it's come to a point that I see you, I meet you, I don't even know your name and I can already see it. It comes through like a, like a movie in front of me. Mm-hmm. I can see who you are, what your fears are, what your strengths are, what your power is, like what is your relationship with your parents, what their personality is like. I mean, I can go back into your, like, yeah. your family and see the things. And I can, right now, I'm being able to read minds which is something that has been insane. <laughs> I've been able to have a couple of conversations where the person in front of me doesn't even need to say the thing. I'm just replying to their thoughts. That has been an insane, a very insane experience. And now I stumble across people who are like, okay, what am I thinking? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, oh my um, gosh. That's incredible. A few things I feel like I have like so much to ask and say. So I'll start with number one. What you said about being a child is when we're born, right? And this goes with every single soul. We are, we're Mm -hmm. all soulful beings. We are all spiritual beings and we're open as kids. And because of what society has said or our parents or people, caretakers, whatever that might be, we start to naturally block off our gifts. I mean, there's kids that it's like documented. There's kids who are bored and they're speaking another language. And the, yeah. the mom is like, you're bored in Florida. Why are you speaking German? You know, like we're very mm-hmm. intuitive from the past lives. And we hear all these amazing experiences. And it's funny because my dad jokes with me. He's like, when you were born, you did not want to be on earth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so with what you're experiencing with your psychic gifts is you're, re- you're retapping into this. Like as a child, your psychic baby becomes, you know, a little dormant, but you're tapping back into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not something that you learn. Mm-hmm. It's something that you remember. Right. Because of all the layers of the person that you were pressured into being as, 
as you grow up, like as you grow from the age of five onwards, you start becoming very pressured into, you know, being this person and you start living from patterns that you imitate from your parents or that your ego created based on experiences that you had as a child. And so it's just repeated, repeated patterns, repeated way of being, and you just forget who you are and you lose track and lose connection with your spirituality, with your intuition, with your heart, with who you truly are, et cetera. So that is one of the core things of of my work with people is helping them reconnect to all of that beauty, all of that expansion, all of who they truly are and release, like peel off the layers of who they're not. And just really quickly to answer the other question that you asked me about how my psychic abilities have helped with my clients. Now I'm able to see things that they're not able to see mm-hmm. in, in terms of their past, in terms of what, it are, what is blocking them from creating like more abundance of money or, or a better relationship and so on and so forth. So instead of them trying to figure it out, I go immediately and it takes me five minutes and they connect to it and then they're able to release it so fast. That's incredible. Yeah. It's so powerful. I absolutely love it. Yeah. (laughs) So, so with your psychic abilities, let's talk more about the work you do. So it's such, so wonderful to hear as you've tapped into your own abilities. Now you're sharing it with others and you're helping people really unlock their potential, unlock their psychic abilities, unlock their, you know, Dharma, their path. What is a session like with you? So give us a little example more about your work. I know you mentioned the psychic abilities, but if someone wanted to book with you, do you have a program? Is it one-on-ones? I would love to hear more. So I've been working mostly with private clients one-on-one and I do a program which is six months long. So we we get the opportunity for them to go deep into themselves because when whenever you're going into one-off sessions and and so on, you're not really committing yourself to doing the, the real work, to going to the root cause of the things and so that you're able to heal and release whatever is there preventing you from get, like having a fulfilling life. So yeah, I work with people for six months and that gives us a, a safe container for them to go deep into the fields that I am seeing that they need to go into for them to create the transformation that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I see all areas of life with them from a uh, personal development, obviously self-love finances, career path, like everything, because at the end of the day, nothing exists in isolation of anything else. And the, the way, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And the root of everything is, your relationship with yourself and your understanding, like your knowledge of who you truly are. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the program, what I do is I help them uh, work on, on what the wounds that they have, the triggers that they have. So it's all about the healing journey of bringing things up to the surface. And it's an uncomfortable process because the only way out is through. So if yep. you... <laughs> So if you've so been true. avoiding pain or or feet like or or sadness or whatever, then that is what's gonna come up. And because it needs to come up, you need to experience it. It needs to come through your body. It needs to, you know, come up to the surface for you to be able to heal it, observe it, release it. And then once you start healing, then more space becomes open inside of you for you to start creating. Wow. For you to start transforming, for you to start expanding. And my clients start manifesting 
I mean, it's just a crazy, insane journey that they go through. And it's the most beautiful thing for me. So I work with one-to-one clients in that way. Mm-hmm. Now this year, I'm also offering courses. I, I just, I'm in between, like inside a course right now in Spanish. It's called yes. Limitada. <laughs> I, I saw. Yeah. And it's been insane insane we've been only one week in and the people in the in the container have been manifesting crazy crazy things wow. i mean the energy is so expansive and one and the other is coming through and ah oh, i was offered this job and this like i had three new clients and oh my god blah 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 and it's been crazy that i decided that i'm going to offer it in english as well and oh it's my called gosh. i'm unlimited wealth and I'm going to be offering that very soon. I'm not 100% sure when. Oh, that's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with the finances, right? It's again, it's not always about... It's like more of the deeper things that we're told. And it's healing yeah. a lot of within ourselves that, to help us create yes. that better relationship with money. The thing with us is that we attach our self-worth to money. And we were taught to fear money in so many different ways that money has become like a monster topic in our lives. Yeah. And it really limits us in such a way that it creates anxiety. Mm-hmm. And our lives evolve around how much can I, how much do I have? How much can I afford? I don't, I can't afford this. So I'm not worthy enough, et cetera, et cetera. So what I teach in this course is to connect with the truth inside of, of these people that you are literally unlimited wealth and to release all of these limiting beliefs and to start understanding how you actually manifest, that Absolutely. you manifest when you're in alignment. If you're not in alignment, that you're not going to manifest. But first, you need to heal your relationship with yourself and how you see yourself in order to access this thing that's already living inside of you that only needs and desires to be expressed freely through you. The universe Mm -hmm. just wants to express itself freely through you. It already lives inside of you. So it's all about releasing attachment to these barriers and these blocks that are preventing them from experiencing their essence. It's a mind-blowing process and I'm so happy and excited about the, the results that it's um, giving these wow. people. And yeah, I'm excited to continue to offer it. That's amazing. And I feel like when you do heal that money, that money, the abundance aspect, it's not, yes, it's the, it's the physical, it's the money, it's our bank account, but it's also, we experience so much more abundance in our lives, right? Because abundance comes in many forms. So it's healing the the money, the actual physical money, but it's also, it's also healing this whole other part of our lives of I'm worthy of full abundance and what that looks like to me. Yeah, exactly. It's what I said before, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if the, the door of money is what works for you and that's how you become like, that's how you go into the work, then fine then great. If the door of, you know, pers- like spiritual development is what works for you, then great. If the door of career, mm-hmm. it does not matter. It does not matter. You can heal in so many different ways. Okay. And so it is whatever you feel called to work on yourself at the, at the root of everything is the same. Absolutely. It is the same thing. You're working on yourself. You're working on developing a stronger connection with yourself, stronger self-love, self-trust, trust in life, which is the, one of the most important things that I uh, help my clients develop, trust in life. 
and connection, connection to what is, to your purpose, to living a fulfilling life. I mean, there are so many different things that come into it. Oh, for sure. And what you mentioned Mm -hmm. too, at the beginning of our conversation is there's more than once we have like our initial, we can call it the initial spiritual awakening, but we go through so many awakenings throughout our our path of deeper into the self-love, deeper into healing that maybe um, family wounds is we had talked about, I went through my spiritual awakening almost 10 years ago, but I went through a, mm-hmm. an awakening last year within itself. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> here comes another one. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> and it pushes yeah. you even deeper. And yeah. the spiritual path is so rewarding when we do the inner work. And it's hard at the same time. And it's not all candles and sandals. And it's hard in the sense, I don't, again, I don't, don't want to put the label on it. It's like, we can say just challenging in the sense as it does bubble to the surface. But once we take that leap of faith and allow the emotions to come through and we allow ourselves to heal, then boom, life just opens up yeah. beyond ways we could never imagine. Yeah, it's it's insane. We have so many different layers to it and it's nuanced as well. And it's cyclical as well. We go back into the same things and then you're like, why am I having to deal with this again if yeah. I already <laughs> supposedly healed it? It's because you're stronger. It's because you've gone into a deeper mm-hmm. layer of the programming. It just, just like really quickly, last year for me was a very deep spiritual awakening year as well. Wow. I decided to heal my my relationship with men and I went into the deepest, more, most scary point of my programming, to, yeah. uh, like in terms of men. And I went through two months of, of deep surrender and fear and pain and because I was touching and the only way out is through. So I knew that it was my creation and I was loving myself through it. So I was being able to hold space for the terror that the experience was, but also for self-love because with self-love, I was staying curious and I was working through it with myself, understanding that there was light at the end of the tunnel. After I went through that like (laughs) deep death, because it was a spiritual death, if you will. I went through a crazy awakening. I got to a point where I really truly experienced unconditional love for myself in a way that I had never experienced it before. And it opened up my heart in ways that I never thought that I could. And now I experience life from peace in a crazy, crazy way. It's really hard to explain, but I've gotten to a level that I didn't even know existed. Through that, you know, undoing again. Yeah, it's through that undoing. It's through actually going deep into, okay, what is there? Mm -hmm. The only way out is through. Once again, what is there? And I'm going to see it and I'm going to honor it and I'm going to observe it and I'm going to experience it for my body. I was in a fetal position crying my eyes out for hours on end mm-hmm. and, and asking to die because the physical pain was so intense that I did not want to live anymore. No, mm-hmm. I wasn't depressed. I wasn't anything, any of the sort. I was just going through it because, you know, I, I go from zero to a hundred. I, I don't know middle. <laughs> I totally can relate. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah. So I was like, well, I want to, I want to heal this. I'm just going to go deep into it to the scariest part because why not? <laughs> and then I was able to come through like as a Phoenix from the ashes and, and the experience has been mind blowing. So it's a never ending It's a never ending path of awakening and discovering and Mm -hmm. undoing and unlearning. And, you know, and that's so courageous because 
also, like we said, and we mentioned this a few times, jumping without that safety net, which can mean actually physically jumping without a safety net and traveling, but it could yeah. also mean going into those feelings of the unknown where yeah. we have the tendency as a society to push down and to bury those feelings mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I'm going to ignore that. That's not there. But yeah. diving into that, you know what? I'm going to experience what's coming up for me. I don't know what's what's going to happen after I experience this, but I'm going yeah. to choose to do it. And then again, the universe is like, that's when you can finally release that because it gets stored in our bodies as well. We have the trauma. Yes. It's stored into our bodies. And if we mm-hmm. don't release that, that's when we can, I'm like going like Louise Hay here, you can leave, heal your life. Like that's when it causes like, <laughs> this ease or yes within our body so that's really courageous precisely and it's and it's something that I encourage everybody to do step outside of your comfort zone once again very cliche but it's real and I step outside of my comfort zone on a daily basis Mm -hmm. that's the only way I know how to be these days it's not easy but it's gives you such expansion, such joy, such peace, such love, such trust that why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you risk or bet on yourself not knowing what's going to happen? But, you know, the price can be amazing. Like the, not the price, but the, the goal at the end of the the rainbow, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is exactly what I, again, one of the things that I always tell my clients is release expectation and attachment to how it's supposed to be and what it, what, what's going, what it's going to bring because the mind is very limited. So let yourself just release all of that and let the universe surprise you in ways that you didn't expect before, because the mind is not going to be able to get there. The less attachment and expectation you have, the more you're permitting yourself to experience things in the realm of in the quantum realm of things that you never thought even possible for yourself I mean that kind of wraps it up so perfectly (laughs) (laughs) that totally wraps it up and I know we're ending you know we're going into ending our time together but I do have a a quick question so someone's sitting and they're like Oh my gosh, I how do I tap into my psychic abilities? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any suggestions or recommendations if someone's like, I want to, you know, open up my psychic gifts? How, where do I begin? I would suggest starting to connect with your intuition. Okay. Because your intuition is 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 part of your you know, your psychism, if you want to call it that way. So Start tapping and clocking your intuition. My intuition had said that. Did I follow it? And if I followed it, did it become a reality in the way that I thought it would? Yeah, because that when you connect deeper with your intuition, you're you're connecting deeper with your heart. Your heart, your fourth chakra is where your your soul anchors itself. You know, that's the direct connection to to your higher self. And so the more that you become intuitive the less that you're going to be connected to your mind. Your mind kind of just blocks it, blocks your third, your third eye, et cetera. So because it tries to, it tries to protect you. It tries to control everything. It tries to put everything into a mathematical equation. Exactly. Yeah. So the start playing with your intuition, start to play with your intuition, see where it takes you. And as you go into it, start, you're, you're going to start to give yourself deeper layers of permission 
-hmm. it's through that that you're going to start to have like more spiritual experiences because it's going to your experience of yourself is going to come through here through your heart and not through your head and when you're experiencing yourself in life through your heart you're opening yourself up to all the spiritual realm and as you begin and the other thing that's really important as you begin to experience things that are coincidences air quotes or or things that that you would say no i i, I don't think that i saw that or i didn't pre-see that or or whatever believe it believe the things that you wouldn't believe normally that you would question that you would say oh i was maybe it was a coincidence it wasn't it wasn't it was your power that was creating that in the quantum field for you to be in touch with your higher self for you to have a clear guidance guidance for the from the universe to be able to create the life that you're wanting to create wow so and it's normally that yeah. first hit right like that person to intuitive instinct we got. Yeah. Like, nope, that was a coincidence, you know, or, or no, I didn't see that. I remember seeing a, a weird being one night mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, that I just, I just made that up. No, I didn't make, make that up. That was, that was a real being that I was able to see beyond my five senses. Mm-hmm. So we dismiss things so easily. And we are surrounded by the by these things. I felt my dad, or like you felt your, my dad. Oh no, that must be like a chill coming from the window. No, it was my dad. My dad was here. It's yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's been here like this whole time, especially when talking about him. So that's so yeah. true. Yeah, really, we dismiss yeah, things. You're right. Like we 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 try. The ego comes in because it wants to keep us safe, and we can't believe in that. Yeah, we can say we're powerful, but how much do we believe? of how powerful we are. When we truly understand how powerful every single person is here and how we can experience things and how we can see things in our inner knowing, that is when we, (laughs) that's when the whole world changes, right? Yeah. It's a difference, a very important difference between knowing from the head and knowing from the heart. Absolutely, It's very, very different. Very different. A lot of people know these things. A lot of people will listen to this podcast and be like, oh yeah, I know that. I know that. I." Know. But do you really know it? Mm-hmm. Do you really let yourself experience it through your heart versus your head? Yes. Because one thing is that the head knows, but the head is going to limit you in so many different ways because it's going to try to protect you. When you say that you know it, are you actually experiencing it? Are you giving yourself that permission to be free, to be a child, to be like amazed by the magical things that happen in your life? Or are you saying no magic doesn't exist? Right. That's the difference between somebody who's able to tap into their psychic abilities and somebody who's not. Wow. Do you believe in magic or not? I guess <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> that in my heart center. And I think that is yeah. just the perfect way to wrap this conversation up. And again, it's always just so great to talk, talk to you about spirituality, about mindfulness. And I, of course, I do not want to forget before we go, if somebody is listening and they want to book a session mm-hmm. with you, they want to get more information about your courses, where can they reach you or where can they contact you? Yes, thank you. I am on Instagram and uh, I'm sure that you'll be able to share the the handle yes. there. 
And I do Instagram and Facebook are just the only platforms that I use. I don't need anything else. So if anybody wants to connect with me, they can send me a direct uh, a DM through them, okay. or they can just email me at hi at francescaparati.com. And I, what I do is I offer a free one hour breakthrough session with me where I get to go deep into what the person, where they're at, what the transformation that they're wanting to go through. I get to do a little psychic reading on them as well to see the things that I see be beneath what they're being able to tell me. And I obviously share those things with them. I share with you, with the person, right? I share the things that I see that they need to do in order to get to where they, they're going. And then in that session, I talk about my coaching and what it looks like, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all like, it's a, an amazing and very powerful session where we get to see if we're a good fit to work together. I only awesome. work with a few clients at the same time. And so it's very important to see if if the fit is there. Of course. But I'm like, my doors are completely open for men, women, any from anywhere in the world. I mean, I, I just love working with like diverse people love it. <laughs> from everywhere. And I'll be offering courses. I'll be offering courses and I'll be offering, I'm thinking about a mastermind this year, which is very exciting. And I will be sharing that in my, in my Instagram and Facebook as well. So yeah, they can find all the stuff there. Good. I'll make sure to include all of that in the show notes for everybody. So they know where to reach you and I might be contacting you for a psychic reading soon. So. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it was, well, today, Amazing. this was just awesome. And thank you yeah. so much, Francesca, just for saying yes, for being on the show, for having this conversation with me. And I'm sure everybody listening is just getting so much value out of what you shared today. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I mean, I've had so much fun. I love connecting with you. And I'm sure that we'll see each other again in Costa Rica this year. And uh, yeah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having this podcast. I think that it's such a valuable thing to be offering to people. Just a a space, a space where they get to see themselves in the mirror as we're talking and and discover things inside of themselves and and just create more expansion and, and creation, you know, and power. Yeah, very beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll chat soon. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into today's episode. Please make sure to visit thenowwithnat.com for more information on how you can step into your own power and ignite the transformation from within. Here you can also download a free 10-minute guided meditation. Have an amazing rest of your day, and until next time, namaste.